Hey everyone, welcome to the Product Startup Podcast, a podcast that helps bring your product idea to life by chatting with successful inventors, product designers, and other industry professionals. This podcast is run by Macro Design and Invent and hosted by Philip Belecha. Our goal here is to get to the bottom of what makes a product successful, from initial idea to putting your product on the shelf. We're taking you step-by-step step to build a functional product and scale your product business. Now onto the show. I was sitting at the board table and I'm just looking at the buyer and of course, and, and right, I'm, I used to be a police officer. I'm a grown up. I've been there. I've seen the worst of the worst, right? But I was scared probably more than at that boardroom table than I was in the rest of my life. And from, you know, any, any experience, whether someone had a gun pointed at me, that wasn't as scary. The Product Startup, episode 28. Welcome to the Product Startup Podcast, helping you turn ideas into successful products step-by-step with your host, Philip Valitza. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. In the last episode, we talked with Brandon Adams, who invented the Arctic Stick during his college years. He pushed that product through concept, design, manufacturing, and funding. So make sure to check out episode 27 if you want to hear more about that. And we also got into some crowdfunding tips. Brandon runs Keys to the Crowd and consults with clients launching products and services on crowdfunding platforms. Before we get started, I wanted to highlight one listener on iTunes who left me a review that said, I found Philip's podcast a couple months ago and have been binge listening since. As a novice product developer, I've gotten some great tips as well as encouragement. Keep up the great work, Philip. Thank you, jham one for leaving me a comment. And thank you to everybody else that writes in and tells me what you think of the content. I'm always looking to improve on the podcast and I incorporate all of the feedback that you guys send me into future shows. So I definitely want to make it a resource that's helpful for everybody. And now on to today's show. Today, I'm joined by Lisa Ruiz. She's the founder of Credible Products, and she's been featured on the Home Shopping Network. She was a former police officer and decided to take over the family janitorial cleaning supplies business. She saw an opportunity in the consumer market to create cleaning products for home users that would give the same results that her professional customers enjoyed. So let's get started. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for coming on the show today. Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. So I'm doing really good and I'm excited to have you on because we haven't had a similar product on the show before and having a product that's formulated that has agents or chemicals in it and we can kind of get into some of that and then also being on HSN. So maybe you can talk a little bit about how you got into the company and how you grew it to be where it is today. Sure. Uh, well, it's a chemical company that's been in my family actually for the last 30 years and I actually came on board about five years ago, and I took it over um, because, you know, my dad was retiring and he really didn't want to close the business. So he left it to me and my siblings. So what I decided to do was to fully automate everything and, you know, rebrand some of our our products that we had that were we knew were rockstar products. And we basically, what I did is I actually contacted a marketing rep from Home Shopping Network And I sent over some of my samples and they loved it so much that they invited me over to St. Petersburg, Florida to do a live demonstration. And when they saw how everything worked, they were truly amazed and they signed me up right on the spot. You were an ex-police officer and that's super interesting to me because 
I worked for a small business owner that was also an ex-police officer, and I remember him negotiating deals just based on reading the other person in the room because he could spot a liar, and he kind of was able to to get the best deal just by seeing when the other person was uncomfortable. Um, can you maybe talk a little bit about your skill set and to see if how that kind of played into being successful? Sure. It's funny you should say that because it's really just like one facet of who I am. I actually started as a, um, well, I'm a, you know, I was a science major in chemistry. And what I did was I wound up working for my family business. Then I just had other interests and I decided that I was going to work for the New York Stock Exchange as a computer programmer because a lot of my scientific research was quantitative and I took a liking to programming. And so I became a programmer for the New York Stock Exchange for like three or four years. And then after that, I actually went into banking and I was an assistant vice president at HSBC Bank for 11 years. After that, when the banking industry had gone down, um, I just decided that I wanted to, I was more of a helper. I'm more of a problem solver. So I had some friends that were police officers and they pretty much coerced me. And, and I was at, I took the test and they were only hiring two at people out of 300 people. And I was, I was chosen. So I decided maybe I was supposed to do this and um, I became an officer. So after that, um, my, my dad called me up one day and he's like, Hey, I'm retiring. I really would like you to come on board again, come full circle, you know, as you were when you got out of college. And I was like, uh, I'm like, well, what's, what do I get? And he's like, well, you get not to work weekends, holidays, and you get to be safe. <laughs> and, you know, you get to possibly make more money. So I was like, let me think about it. So right away I said, okay. And um, so really like all of the things, like my problem, like my, my science, uh, my problem solving, my financial background, and and of course, you know, being a police officer and being able to make, you know, split decisions and, and being able to, you know, read people and do business with, with honest people, because that's part of who I am, really was like a, you know, a culmination of sorts to bring me to this part of my life, which is, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping anyway, it's, it's the end of my, um, of my professional career, because this is, you know, my passion and it's been for the past four years for a few years and I've, I've really like gone full force with it. So I always encourage people to, you know, don't worry about like what you're doing now. Just think about it kind of as your journey and to, you know, take whatever it is that you're doing to get to a place, you know, that you want to be. Um, so anything that you do in your life isn't really a waste. It's more just like, you know, adding, adding to your, to your, to your quality. A really fascinating path. That's something that I think, you know, looking at you and talking to you, someone wouldn't have ever guessed. It basically took the long way to, to get to where you are now. And I'm actually a realtor. So it's like, I'm always doing things like simultaneously. Um, I never really, you really can't stop in life. You have to be, keep going. And like I said, you can always become anything that you want. As long as you have the drive and you, you know, you get inspiration to, to just make something of the few years that you have on earth. I, that's how I, what I always say to people, you know, it's not really about like what you do. It's kind of like your journey and, and, and what you're doing and what makes you happy in life. So whether it's chemicals or it's, you know, some other, you know, product that you invent, you have to really believe in it because that's the only way you're really going to succeed is you really have to just go for it. So tell me a bit about that. Why do you believe so strongly in your family's business? Well, you know, um, it was funny when it, I always knew that we had certain products that were really rock star products, I call them. And I started noticing a trend um, because we have like our own janitorial supply company. So we have like a few thousand customers. And I started noticing trends in what people were buying all the time. So I said, you know what? Um, what I, I, I figured this. I, I know a lot of the times I went, like I'd go to stores and buy like cleaning products and they were always kind of sub substandard. They really weren't cleaning products that worked like instantaneously or gave you the same result as like maybe 
um, a professional janitor in a commercial um, in a commercial use. So I said maybe I should make chemicals or products that are non-toxic, pet-friendly, child-safe, that actually do an extraordinarily job extraordinary job, and that are not watered down like a lot of the brands that are on these shelves um, nowadays. So I decided to take like a few of these, and, and like I said, I, I rebranded them, relabeled them, make them. Because a lot of the janitorial products look very boring and they look, you know, and even a lot of products out there look very like, you know, antiseptic and too sure. scientific and too serious. So I thought, you know what, it's bad enough you have to clean, may as well make it fun. So I took a lot of my products and I just kind of made them hokey pokey because that's what I, that's what I really wanted. I wanted people to accept my products and have fun with them and not be afraid. Yeah. And uh, you can see that with the branding and we'll certainly get into that. So is there a technological advantage that the, your products have that you think that other products don't have on the market? And can you talk a little bit about how that came to be? Yeah, sure. Well, especially um, I have like this one, one of my main products is called Pincredible. It's actually a glass and multi-surface cleaner. And what we do is use a process called nanotechnology. And it's a very new process out there. And it's basically working with elements on you know, the, metal, the molecular level. So basically what we do is we manipulate the molecules, you know, in our lab you know, so it can give us the result that we're looking for. So for instance, I'll give you an example. To use like blue cleaner, okay, what happens is dirt attracts dirt. And a lot of the blue cleaner, you know, you leave streaks or haze. A lot of the times you'll clean and you'll say, oh, like, and, and it looks great. And then a few minutes later, or an hour later, you go back and it's like, wow, what's, what's that haze? You know, why is there dust particles sticking to my window already? So like dirt attracts dirt. And so there's a lot of like harsh chemicals and different products in, 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 in these, well, different chemicals in these products that, are making the user reuse and reuse, and that's how they make their money because they constantly have to reuse it. And so it's not really, you know, great for the consumer. It's great for the, you know, for the company, let's say the blue glass cleaner company. Well, with, with my glass cleaner, the reason why we use nanotechnology is what we do is when you spray like our particular products to the glass, especially the Pincredible, it leaves like a, a super clean surface and it actually leaves a, a polished surface and a slick surface. Um, you have to almost imagine like, toy soldiers or, or soldiers like lining up together uh, to protect the glass. And so it leaves like a force field. So it repels dirt. So you don't have to clean as often. So it's pretty cool that it has this element. You can actually feel it when you're cleaning, you'll feel the smoothness. Um, so even by, so what we do is we do like, um, like a demonstration where we throw kind of two fabrics on each side of a glass and with one with blue cleaner, one with pink cleaner. And then you can see that on the pink side, it just, the fabric just slides right down because we have this uh, repelling action. And it's pretty cool. Sometimes you don't have to actually go back to your glass for like three months. It, it, it really is amazing. And it, you only need a little bit. You don't have to spray it all over the place like Windex and it, or Blue Glass Cleaner. And it smells great. It smells like cherry almond. It's non-toxic. Um, safe for pets and children. You don't need gloves. You can use it. You know, it, it's great. You can spray it in your hand. It's, it's pretty amazing. So when we, um, when we, and develop this, uh, we realized that, you know, we had to be very, you know, objective. And of course it was, it was our formula. And I said, you know, I really have to be objective about, about this. So I bought like every single glass cleaner, like out there on the market, you could imagine. And I tested it against mine because I knew before I unleashed this, I had to like really have something amazing. I couldn't be substandard because I'm a small company and I had to be better than, you know, the big conglomerates out there. So I was, it was pretty cool. And then when I brought it to HSN, they realized and saw, you know, Actually, the third-party testers who tested it, they called me and said, we've never seen anything like this before. So when the 
<laughs> I guess when the scientists are asking me, it's, it's really, it, it really makes me feel good. You've said definitely a lot there, and I want to get back to a little bit of that. A lot of people don't realize that if you look at glass uh, at the microscopic level, there's actually little tiny voids in it, right? And I think that's what yeah. you're talking about where dirt just kind of yeah. clings to it. And so if you've got an hydrophobic yeah. compound or, or something mm -hmm. to kind of fill those voids, then it helps keep the glass clean. That's right. So that's very fascinating. And that's right. Actually, you can use... Well, you can not only use it on glass, but I use, actually use it on the, um, on the body of my car. Mm -hmm. um, I use it on chrome, stainless steel, wood, granite, marble. How many times, how many, how many products do you have to have? A wood cleaner, a stainless steel cleaner, a granite cleaner, a glass cleaner. I eliminate so many products underneath your sink. You can use one, and you can just go all around the house with it. It, it really, truly is amazing, and you can use it outside. So it's pretty cool, and, and that's just one of my products. I have, you know, um, like a aligned. I have this uh, pink credible, it's, you know, pink cherry almond glass and multi-surface cleaner. I have a, a carpet and stain remover, but you can use it on carpet, clothes, there's no bleach in it. Um, you can use it on, you know, fabric, like, you know, upholstery. Um, and that's called spot credible because it takes out the spots. And then I have blast credible, which is actually a degreaser, heavy duty degreaser. You can use it on barbecues, ovens, uh, you know, just toolboxes, just kind of your refrigerator, wherever there's like grease. Um, and then I have Scrub Credible, which is a hard water spot remover and a metal polish. So it's great on stainless steel, copper. You can, I actually call it a facial scrub for your glass because you can use it on your shower glass doors if you have like that really hard water that you can't get off. And uh, then I have Scent Credible, which is a, just like a deodorizer, neutralizer. It's a fresh linen scent. And then uh, lastly, I have Bath Credible, which is a porcelain tile grout and uh, uh, grout tile cleaner of porcelain. So you can do your everything in your in your bathroom. You can do um, all the porcelain, the, the sinks, the toilet, the tub, even the even the metal tracks. Uh, everything. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. So tile gets all the grout, makes grout white. Pretty cool. So everyone loves it. It's been really. It's been a trip because it's really selling out really fast. So we're just really fortunate. Wow. That sounds like a lot of products. Were all of these products a part of the line when you took over or did you help develop some of them? Yeah. Well, I helped develop uh, the Pink Credible and the Glass Credible. We, we, I only offer uh, right now like six the Home Shopping Network, but I've created about 50 different products um, that aren't on the Home Shopping Network line. But we, we are going to expand our line next year. Uh, we make everything from neutral floor cleaners to, um, you know, wax and, and stripper. And, you know, we make everything for, you know, we, we make uh, hand soap, different flavors, uh, you know, or different scents. We make a lot of things, but we just don't, you know, a lot of times like Home Shopping Network, they really don't sell like floor stripper and like sure. wax because, you know, people normally don't do that on their own. But, um, you know, we try to offer them everything that the home user would use. Right. Or what a janitorial supply company would need to offer, I guess, for any uh, business customers. Yeah, sure. I mean, like I said, we, you know, we make a lot of things that, you know, drain opener, um, you know, descaler, just stainless steel brightener. We, you know, we have, we have a lot of like heavy duty uh, stuff, you know, non-acid bowl cleaner. So we do a lot of things, but like, like I said, right now we're just basically have the six products, which is, you know, a lot. And we also um, have a microfiber towel pack that we sell too, because we, we with the kits come microfiber towels or scrubby pads with HSN, so people tend to like those, and they're rewashable and reusable, so those are pretty cool. Yeah, it makes sense to sell a complimentary product with that. So maybe we can get into a little bit of the uh, design and manufacturing. Have you had to protect the IP at all of any of your products? Uh, do you have any patents on anything, or are they trade secrets? 
Yeah, everything. Well, the trade secrets, um, you know, but I have everything like trademarks and I uh, have some patents on uh, some of them, but uh, they're they're fully protected. And we made sure we did that before, obviously, before we unleashed them into the public. And, you know, that was a lot of work. The design, I actually designed all of the labels myself, um, all of the artwork myself. It was my vision. And it's something that I really, you know, believe that it should be. A lot of people were like, no, you should do this. I'm like, no. You know, this is how it's going to be. And it's pretty cool because people always like it because it's fun and it's not so intimidating. A lot of times people look at chemicals and they're like, oh, I don't know if I could, you know, how I could use this or if I should use it. Is this toxic? Is it so, you know, a lot of the times people get scared of cleaning products because it's just the chemicals um, and people are afraid of those. But we, um, you know, we, we tell everybody what's inside of them. Uh, we have a couple of trade secrets things. Like I said, it's not toxic, pet friendly, child friendly. They're all third-party tested for all of that, too, all of our claims. So, you know, we have to, especially for HSN, if you sell anything on there, you have to have it go run through a third-party um, testing center to make sure all of your claims are <clears throat> are what they are. So they want to make sure they're selling something and everything is correct and right about what it does. You covered a lot of material there. So you, you ended up designing a lot of the labels for your products yourself. And like you said, uh, people usually end up outsourcing that because they feel that their strength isn't in design. But because you went out to the market and saw what was out there, uh, you felt like you had this insight into how do we make sure that your products stand out. Exactly. One day I was actually sitting at my desk and I have kind of like a storefront. And I was sitting there looking at my shelf and I was like, you know, all of these products are so boring, you know, it's like, oh, you know, they're just same label, same, you know, it's, it's just like, wow. And so I looked at the glass cleaner. I'm like, you know what? <clears throat> if glass cleaner is blue, I'm going to make my tank. Glass cleaner smells like ammonia. I'm going to make my smell like cherry almond. You know, if this, you know, if this is toxic, I'm going to make mine non-toxic. So I did everything equal and opposite of what I saw on the shelves. I just needed to stand out, especially pink. You know, it stands out and my whole line together, it looks, very appealing because it, it is very, you know, kind of like a uh, hokey pokey and, it, and it's different than what you see out there. So that was my goal because I knew, like I said, if I had to go out there, it was going to have to be like totally like off the wall, like, you know, sure. you know, polar opposite of what, what I see out there and what everybody else sees. So it's very recognizable. In a way, people, I guess, don't really consider what their product is going to look like on a store shelf. And uh, are you at the point where your products are on in retail shelves or are you just having to compete for online and HSN uh, eyeball, so to speak? Well, um, right now, I mean, like I said, I have my own store, so I keep it on my shelves and that's okay. Right now, I'm exclusive with HSN. I don't have to be. I didn't like really sign the contract saying I had to be, um, but I am just because they kind of like to be the one. And, um, I decided that if I was going to do work with them, I was just going to be exclusive with them. Um, of course, down the line, you know, if, if HSN becomes exhausted or something happens, then of course I'm, I'm not opposed to, I've actually had QVC contact me. I've had, you know, other vendors contact me that Beth and beyond. But the thing is, is that I have to, you know, kind of wait because I've been with HSN now almost a year and it's still young. So, but it's really good to know that other people are looking out and they know my product. And they see, you know, you can go on hsn.com and look at my reviews. I have like, you know, five-star reviews on almost all of the products. Um, so I think that, you know, other companies will research other companies and say, oh, wow, what are the products, the hot products now, like, you know, that everyone's like. So, you know, it, it's, been, it's pretty neat to know that I have like, you know, something in my back pocket or a plan B. And that's always important in your business to always, you know, kind of keep all the pots on the stove and not just, you know, and just like investing when I was a banker, you know what, you don't keep all your eggs in one basket, you diversify so that's what you kind of have to do is have to kind of have like that lookout and that plan B if I can, 
kind of help anybody out there who is thinking about, you know, running a business or making a product just to always kind of be able to get your stuff elsewhere. Like don't always have just one vendor. You always need a backup. That's your everything. Sure. Absolutely. I totally agree with that, especially when it comes to manufacturing, uh, when where people sole source a lot of items and then something happens with their manufacturer and now everything stops right. for their line. Uh, speaking of manufacturing, can you talk a little bit about your product and where it's manufactured and if you chose to make it in the U.S. or abroad? Sure. It's made right in the U.S., right in my warehouse. I do it all. I mix it in the tank, throw it to the fillers, and then bottle it, label it. We have a whole assembly line. My crew, you know, we whatever we get in order, and that's what we do. Um, so I have a full control over it. I actually personally oversee all of the manufacturing. Um, and I like that because, uh, you know, I kind of, you know, I was a cop, right? So I have like a little control thing. I, I want to always be in control. I want to know that everything is, is right. And a lot of people, when they start getting bigger, like, you know, CEOs or owners of companies, they'll, they'll start, you know, kind of slacking on that. But for me, um, this is my product. This is my name. Is it, you know, basically this is what I represent and what represents me. So I want to make sure that every single bottle that my customer gets is exactly right, that the labels are on straight, that the foil seal is on correctly, that they're getting, you know, the trigger in the box or making sure they got the right number of microfiber towels in their box. So making sure that the box is sealed correctly, making sure that the barcodes are on there correctly. I, I actually go and do my, I actually participate sometimes with my crew because I want them to remember, you know, and I, and I always remember, Hey, do this box. This is going to go to your mother, to your brother, to your aunt, somebody, you know, a friend. So do you want them to get a box that's messed up or maybe something missing? So I really try to kind of let them know so they can kind of own it and, and, you know, keep that in their mind when they're doing their work. Right. Instill that sense of ownership. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. A lot of people, whenever they, they start getting larger, they have to let go of some of those things because it's just not possible to keep up with it all. How are you able to even keep tabs on everything that's going on in your company? This isn't my hobby. This is what I do every day for my job. Um, so even when I didn't have HSN, um, just doing this, I do this every day, even for other companies, you know, for my other customers. So, um, you know, it's something that I've, I've had to learn and I've had to really, um, like, streamline. And, uh, you know, you know, it's a challenge. You know, things go wrong sometimes, but you know what? You have to troubleshoot and you have to get around it. Um, you know, and, and HSN too is very forgiving. Um, they're really great to work with. And that's another reason why I like to stay with them because, um, you know, if there's a problem, whatever, I need more time, you know, they're like, yeah, no problem. Okay. You know, we'll just reschedule the show. So, you know, a lot of the times it's not really as stressful. Um, sometimes it is, but it's kind of a different kind of a stress, but otherwise, I mean, we pretty much have been doing this for a year and we've been running very, you know, fluidly. So you know, it's really not a problem for me considering this is what I do. I'm not doing it out of my garage. I'm not doing it in, you know, one of the rooms in my house. Like, this is what I do. So, you know, it's it's pretty much, you know, and we've had this for 30 years. So we we know how to, you know, streamline everything. Since you were brought into the company, did you hire any additional people? Or can you talk about that type of growth in terms of hiring new people or purchasing tools, things like that? Yeah. Definitely um, more people since you know the HSN account 
And it's great. You know, we, we get orders, you know, every, every like maybe month or month and a half. It depends on how much they order and how much is sold. But yeah, I mean, you know, so it's increased, you know, the productivity, it's increased our, you know, workforce and it's, you know, it's good. It employs people. It, it just, it, it just all around helps a lot of, helps everybody. Right. And you're keeping tabs on the product. It's right underneath the, your nose, so to speak. So you're able to spot if there's any issues right away. Right away. Uh, well, once everything is mixed, especially, um, I, we, we test everything, you know, just to make sure, um, you know, the batches are the same, you know, obviously we have our, our formula that we follow and we do the same exact thing every time. Um, we also use, which is interesting. We use a deionized water, like it's just a pure water, um, in all of our formulas. And that's, that's also because, um, a lot of, we don't, we don't sell concentrates. Um, we have like a, through uh, HSN, we have a ready to use bottle because a lot of the times, California, Florida, New York, where have you, um, there's different types of water. Maybe some people have hard water, some people have soft water. And mm-hmm. the hard water is like, you know, build up of like sodium and calcium ions. And you don't want that in your glass cleaner because then when you spray it on the glass, it'll dry and then you'll see all the, everything that's left behind. And that's a lot of the times it gives you the haze and streaks because a lot of these companies, they don't pay attention to the water they use. So we use this deionized water, which, you know, so, you know, basically we, we, we measure everything and every, you know, everything's pure in our, in our, in our mixture. So, and we test it, and then once it's tested, it's ready to fill. And then we go about our business just doing the production line. So what percent of your business would you say is HSN versus maybe uh, direct wholesale or other types of accounts? Uh, well, I mean, we, are, we have such a huge company. We've had it for 30 years. So I would say HSN is probably like maybe 15%, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. 10 I mean, it's really small in comparison to the volume of the customers that you know we, we service in a regular business. So you have to have people in your business to take orders and fulfill them and manage customer relationships and that type of thing. Yeah, so we have salespeople that are out there you know, getting more accounts. And then, of course, they're also servicing the accounts. I mean, you know, you really have to pay attention to your business because it's very hard to get a customer, but it's very easy to lose that. And we made products that are really special and that really make us stand out. But a lot of the time, you know, we have our own toilet paper line. We have our own, you know, multifold uh, line. So, you know, sometimes it's not even about the, the price and about, you know, the quality. Sometimes it's really about the service too, because you really have to, when someone runs out of toilet paper, you know what? You have they need it, right? right? They right. can't go without it. So you know, you really have to have, um, you know, a business that flows where it's really based on uh, customer service. We always have like next day free delivery, and people know that they can count on us. Um, and so you know, it's it's definitely a lot of work. You know, we have the, the warehouse people, we have you know the sales people, you know, we have the order takers. So you know, it's it's you know, everybody wears you know their hats. But then in the end, you know, sometimes we come together because we have to like have a rush on something, and then everyone chips in. So, you know, I really have uh, good workers, um, really reliable. I treat them really well too, you know, nothing's going on. Hey, I send them home early or I give them an extra little bonus here and there because, it, you know, you really have to, um, when you're working with people, you really have to like show them appreciation because that really goes a long way. Definitely. I've worked for some uh, bosses that were did a really good job of doing that. Like you said, uh, just being flexible with schedules alone is huge. So, Let's get into HSN. You mentioned that you reached out to HSN and they really loved your product. Can you talk about the process of just getting into HSN? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure. It's, it's pretty amazing. Um, and the reason why I say that is, um, you know, I didn't know what I was going into when I when I started, right? Because everyone, everyone wants to be in HSN. Everybody wants to be on QVC. Everybody wants to have their product out there. And wow, you know, so 
Um, so what happened was uh, when you go through HSN, you kind of have to go through a marketing, marketing rep. So I had contacted um, a marketing rep, and I sent them actually my um, my products. And what they do first is they test them, and they use them because they just don't want to bring it. They're kind of like the filters to HSN. So they won't bring anything to HSN that they don't think is viable or think that HSN could make money on or would think that is a good product. So they pretty much put it to the test. So that's the first like you know hurdle to get over. So once you get over that hurdle, then they present it to the buyers. And then once the buyers check it out and they like it, like they did mine, they call me down and they wanted me to give it like a demonstration on how everything works. So I said, sure. So I flew down to Home Shopping Network. And mind you, um, so I so I found out later um, that Home Shopping Network gets like, I don't know, 10,000 submissions a year um, for you know products to HSN. And they only accept like 5%, they only look at 5% of those. And out of the 5%, they only accept like maybe a half a percent or one percent of them. I mean, it's very slim because they have a lot of products and they have they can't just take anything. They have to make sure the products that they take are money makers, right? That's why they're in business. So I was sitting at the board table and I'm just looking at the buyer and of course and, and right, I'm I see a police officer. I'm a grown up. I've been there. I've seen the worst of the worst, right? But I was scared probably m- more than at that boardroom table than I was in the rest of my life <laughs> from, you know, wow. any, any experience, whether someone had a gun pointed at me, that wasn't as scary. Okay. That's what I'm going to tell you. It was so, it was like one of the scariest parts of my life. And I remember I was like sweating and, and like basically like didn't know if I was going to pass out. Right. Um, so, and of course the buyer's just kind of looking at me and there was silence in the room and she's like, all right, let me see. And, I, you know, I spent the, the money, the time, the energy. I did all the labels. I mean, I, I went all out and I was like, geez, she looks at me and she's like, okay, this is what I want. And so I thought she was just going to take like my incredible because that's the one I was really showcasing. And she wound up touching like that, all of my bottle samples right in front of her on the table. She started like, like grabbing them and like moving them around. And like, she was, she was like, okay, I want this. I want this. So she wound up taking all of my products. I was like, what? And so she's like, okay, this is what I want. And then I look over at my ref because she was at the table and her, and she looked like she was going to pass out. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like smiling. I'm like, okay. And, and so when we got out of the meeting, I'm like, Judy, I'm like, you okay. And she's like, Lisa, she goes, you don't understand. I'm at this board table every week, every day. It's always, no, 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 thank you. No. And the buyer even told me, she's like, you know what? Usually I get 15, 20 minutes and I don't mean to be rude, but sometimes I just abruptly get up and I leave. She's like, but you've had my attention for an hour and a half. Wow. I was like, oh, wow. You know, so I didn't know all of this. So, of course, I'm like, wow. So I'm, I'm just amazed at the whole thing. And then when I left there, I just felt like just this, just this whole like weight of the world off my shoulders. So granted, I may have been lucky, but at the same time, I also knew that I really had my products to stand behind. And like I told you before, I had to test them and retest them. And I was really trying to be objective and, you know, because it was my own. And, and but I knew if I didn't have something good that I was like, forget it. I'm just going to scrap the whole project because I can't compete with other people out there that are bigger than me. So, you know, so it's really, it was very, trust me, every time I bought like another cleaning product and I sprayed it and I tried it, I, I was always getting like nervous. I'm like, is this the one? Is this the one that's going to be better than mine? But then I really <laughs> never found one. And so that's why I went along with it. I was like, no, I'm like, this is it. And then I even had friends and family. And actually my neighbor, um, he's a clean freak. And he's like, he's like, you don't understand. He goes, I haven't put water on my car in like a year. So it's really cool. And what's even like more cool than that is when I go to hsn.com, 
And you have to be a verified purchaser, um, buyer on HSN to leave, you know, a review. And, you know, with more than my friends and my family telling me how awesome it is, or the strangers out there telling me how awesome it is, because they don't know me, so they, they have nothing, you know, no gain or no, no loss to tell me the truth. So that's like the, the most special thing is when I go on there and I see someone from the middle of like Missouri, you know, like Kathy123 from Missouri saying it's amazing. Like that makes, that like warms my heart, makes me feel so good because I know that I made a difference in the world and people are really loving it. And it just, you know, validates everything. Yeah. You're making a, an impact in the world in your own way. It is. And it's really nice. So if anybody out there like, you know, has like an idea, I mean, sometimes you'll have so many ideas and they don't really bring it to life because like, Oh, you know, money and I don't have this, but you know what? Sometimes if you really have a great idea and I mean, there's a lot of people out there who'll be willing to back you. I mean, granted for me, I didn't really need the money so much because I already had everything I, I needed to get going. But, um, but still, you know, I took a, I took a jump. I had a job, okay, that I was making, you know, an hourly, you know, just a yearly salary and I had to work overtime. And you know what, like, even though you can, you know, maybe move up in the ranks and you can get a bump up in your pay, you know, it's just not, it's just not yours, you know, and you're always working for somebody and you're really not making it your own. And, you know, you always have to worry about being late and, you know, if you're going to get written up, I mean, it's just like, it's the other part of work that people don't really you know, you're always, ha- always in the back of your mind, you know, and you really don't have the freedom to be creative because you're always on someone else's watch. And so if you're out there and you feel like, you know, you're down in the dumps and you don't like your job anymore, sometimes you just have to take take the leap and just take the chance because sometimes not ch- taking the chance is, is taking the biggest chance of all, you right. know, is, is, is taking it. I mean, you only live once. So like you really need to do it. And trust me, it's scary. I mean, I didn't know it was going to happen. I didn't know if you know, this is going to flop or, but sometimes you just have to, you know, you just have to do it and don't be afraid. You know, if you were just starting out and you had a product that you were trying to take to market and you wanted to get on HSN, how would you make that connection to a product rep that will introduce you to their buyer on HSN? Contact me because now that I'm on HSN, I would be more than happy to help anybody out there who had a viable product. And you know what? Um, I got lucky and I feel very fortunate that, um, you know, I was helped, you know, by my reps uh, to get in. And trust me, it took a long time because even contacting the reps, I'll be honest with you, a year and a half, it took them to get back to me. It takes a long time. Wow. But recently I've gotten, but recently friends of mine who've gotten to H, onto HSN uh, through me, um, like in a week, like people have already gotten contracts like three days after their product is shown. Um, and so, you know, I'm more than willing, uh, to help people. Um, so, I mean, give them my, you know, Facebook, Lisa Pink, um, you can, you know, give them my contact information. I'll be more than, you know, happy to help people. You can, like I said, I'm Lisa Pink on Facebook. If anyone wants to contact me, you know, add me as a friend, uh, follow me, send me a private message. Um, and then, you know, like I said, I'll be more than happy to see what your product is and, why not? You know, it's about helping people in the world. And if, and if I could do that, I'll be more than happy to. That's awesome. That's really great of you to uh, offer your help with that. Absolutely. <laughs> so as you go through this, this process of getting on HSN, uh, what kind of requirements did they impose on you that you can talk about? I know that there's some things that you can't mention uh, due to the contract and things like that, but you probably had to be ready to make some concessions on things or to kind of restructure things a different way. Can you uh, speak to that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, well, you know, and I can speak about it because it's public knowledge. You can even find it online. Um, well, HSN requires you, at least depending on what your product is, like mine is chemicals. So I had to like, you know, hire insurance. You have to like have like insurance. You have to get like this insurance policy just to make sure. 
um, if anything like happens or anything, it's, you know, uh, you know, they need to be covered just for their own legal. Um, so you have to pay for HSN's legal because they're taking a chance by bringing your product on. So some, sometimes you have a toy and like something comes loose and a kid chokes on it. I'm just saying like, you know, jewelry, if somebody breaks out and gets a rash, so things like that. So they kind of have to do that. Um, and then, um, you know, you basically they'll talk to you and it, it, it's kind of, it's kind of great because you can pretty much start by telling them, Hey, listen, I can only make, you know, 5,000 units of these to start. And they'll say, okay, you know, we'll start, we'll start you slow. I mean, you have to have some kind of mass production because if it really gets popular and it blows up, then whether you're going to do it or have to outsource it, that's upon you. Mm-hmm. Also, they give you the, um, they give you the ability to either drop ship it yourself to customers, or you can have them ship it out. I have them ship it out because it's cheaper. They get like, you know, a better rate with um, shipping. Um, and it's just easier. So what they do is um, I, they pick up like all the pallets from my warehouse and then they bring it to their distribution centers. And then when people order, then it, it leaves the distribution centers and it goes to the customer. Um, so, you know, there's not really, I just had a pretty much like done a contract saying, yes, I'll do, do business with you. Yes. We'll get some insurance and yes, you know, I've create your company and give them your tax ID number, all that. And that's it really. I mean, it's really not much about it to be honest with you. They just give you the orders, you fill them and that's it. You know, um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty simple. It's, it's, and it's, and that's kind of reason why I like working with them too, because it's very easy. Basically they give you an order, then you have production and then you, you have a show and then you sell. And then depending on what sells or how much, then they'll say, okay, we need more of this. We need more of this, not so much of this. We're still trying to sell it kind of things like mm-hmm. that. So it's, and then of course they give you access to, so you can see your sales, like how many are left, like what, you know, like the returns like things like that. So it's pretty, it's pretty easy. Not really that hard. Once you, the hard part is getting on the, getting on HSN. But once you're on there, I mean, you know, you have to really keep track of everything too. Because like I have, I had to make my own props. Like, and then I actually hire like a prop. I pay for everything. So you pay for they give you the platform, but you have to pay for the on-air guests. You have to pay for the prop people. So when they bring your stuff into the show, when they take it out, you have to pay for the sales girl on TV. Wow. So it's all on you. Yeah, it's all on me. So all they do is give me the platform, give me their airtime, which is its weight in gold. Um, but I'm responsible for everything else. Wow, that's crazy, especially since they're, I mean, they're taking a chunk of your profit as well, right? Uh, 30 to 50% or something like that? Well, no, you know what it is? Like uh, what they do is like they'll, they buy something from me and then like, let's say, let's just for argument's sake, they give me like five bucks for a bottle of my stuff, right? They sell it for whatever they want. It doesn't affect me. So if they sell it for 15 bucks, so well, that's them. Like I only get my five, you know? So Basically, that's how it works with HSN. They don't take a percent. They just say, okay, how much are you going to give this to me for? And I'm like, okay, two bucks. And they're like, okay, thanks. And then they sell it for whatever. And whatever they sell it for has no bearing on me. Right. So when you're negotiating with the buyer, then you basically have to come with a pretty sharp number that you feel like you can make some profit on. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, it's not going to be too high to uh, kill the deal, so to speak. Yeah, it's very it is it's very tricky. Um, and I also tell them, and I give them price breaks. I'm like, hey, you know what? If you order ten thousand more bottles of this, I'll give you a price break. Because the more I make, I I kind of like with, with chemicals anyway, or with a lot of things, it's based on quantity. So you know, it's more expensive for me. You know, if I just make two thousand bottles, but it's a little cheaper for me if I make eleven thousand bottles at a time. So. Um, I'll give them price breaks. Um, yeah, so you have to come in at a price where you're going to make some profit, but you also don't want to go crazy because they need to make a profit too, and sure. you don't want it to be too high. So you really have to kind of figure out what that is. And they'll tell you. You'll give them a price, and they'll be like, no, can you do better and whatnot. Um, so 
you know, and, they, and you have to always factor in other percentages because they also charge you a little percent to keep their keep your stuff warehouse. So I have to pay for that too. Sure. So you know, you have to really know what you're getting into. But in the end, it really it's worth it because it's you know you're helping people, you're making some money, and you're really getting recognition out there. And um, a lot of people use like HSN and QVC as a stepping stone to you know target Walmart. Bed Bath and Beyond, but some people they stay there. There's some vendors there that have been there. They've been there for like 15, 20 years. They're still selling those things, and it's going strong. So it really depends on your longevity there. Uh, I can definitely see that, and it seems like you uh, were able to work out a really good deal. So congratulations. Like I said everybody has to make money, so I'm very aware of what they need, and so I try to really do my best. Um, you know, I don't really, I can't make, can't really make money overnight. Sometimes, sometimes you have to kind of bite the bullet and kind of give it to them for a, like a much lower price because you want it to be attractive to them. Um, you know, you can't, you can't be greedy. You have to like, you know, you know, in time. So maybe in a couple of years, we'll start like making money. A lot of the money that we make now goes right back into the product. Um, but like I said, it's been like, it's been a really, it's been a real trip. It's been really fun. And, um, I've actually had a lot of like celebrity friends of mine, Instagram about it, Facebook about it. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool. It actually might be going, um, on as a product placement item on a new TV show that I can't really talk about right now, but, um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's pretty neat, you know, it has a lot, has a lot of opportunity too. That's really exciting. Yeah, when you're on HSN too, it's like, you know, and if you want to go to like a store, you know, it, it looks better that, oh, I was already on HSN. So it kind of gives your product a, a little more weight. HSN probably even looked at your past business with B2B or you're look, working for businesses to say, okay, well, this company's already proven that they can source X volume of product and it, we're, we're not right. taking a gamble on somebody that's just starting out. Yeah, I mean, my capability, I told them I can make like 100,000 bottles a day, no problem. Wow. You know, but they only really maybe get 10 to 20,000 at a time, but no problem. You know, I could do it in a day because I'm that equipped. Um, but, you know, you have to tell them what your limits are. And then, and, and you know what? They have like a lot of huge companies like Harry and David. I mean, they have other like designers, you know, out there, but, and they have celebrity designers. And so they have like a lot of other like, um, vendors that really can, you know, pump it out a lot of it. But some people, you know, they are smaller and they totally could take that in consideration. I'll be honest, it's been really great working with them. I mean, I really would never say that. I, I you know, I mean, I know like corporate sometimes it's really, you know, people like always say bad things about corporate, but I really have to say, I mean, hands down this whole year, it's really been like just amazing just how they've been with me. Actually, the buyer called me up one day and she's like, you know what, Lisa? you've done everything we wanted that we've asked you to do. You know what? Like we love working with you. You know, thank you very much. I was like, wow, I'm like, that's really nice. You know, usually people are calling you about problems, right, but you actually right. took the time out to say that to me. And it was, you know, it was really nice to hear because a lot of times we're just like, you know, in life, you know, we're, what we're, we're doing, we're going like a million miles a minute. And like, we're not, you know, we're not really taking the time out to stop and be like, wow, you know, like appreciate people just for their work ethic. I mean, and you know how they do business. So it's you know you really have to you know, you have to be smart about your business, and you have to have a great product. But you also have to be a really good person, and you have to be, you know, steady and reliable, and all of those things. And I try. I'm not perfect, but I definitely try my best to try to you know get to that point where like I get calls like that. So it's nice. No, that it's really nice. Do you find that working with them that they've given you advice that maybe you wouldn't have seen, or their insight into the mar- oh, into the yeah. market or anything like that? Have they helped guide you in certain directions? Oh yeah. I mean, they definitely gave me like pointers, ideas on like my packaging, on like my, my demonstrations. I mean, like I actually flew down there, um, and I was on the set 
And, uh, you know, we all kind of went through it together. Like, what were we going to do? We wanted impactful, you know, demonstrations. It's hard with glass, especially. Uh, our other products, not so much, because, you know, you see a, a grease stain or a spot on a carpet, it's easy. Here it is. Now you see it. Now you don't. But with glass, since it's, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of invis- invisible in a way, like, you really can't see, you know, unless you did it on, like, a microscopic level. So we had to come up with, like, clever, ingenious ways to show, you know, visibly on TV through demonstration, you know, how our product works, you know, because it's not like the easiest. So we, we actually conquered that one, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, and you know, people, people, like I said, are really, really receptive to it. They, they get it. They get how it works. It's hard with TV because you can only see and you can hear, you can't taste, you can't feel, and you can't smell. So and nowadays, you can't just tell people things. You have to show them. So I really only have sight to rely on. So I really visibly, visually, I had to show people, like, how it works. So that was definitely, like, a big hurdle that we got over. That was pretty awesome. And then, uh, yeah, so we, you know, it's, it's, they definitely gave me pointers on how to do that. Um, that came from my buyer, actually, because she saw my vision. Because when I went there the first time, I showed her on the glass, and she felt it. She's like, I get it. I get it. Oh, my God. I totally get this. It's insane. She's like, but how are we going to show it, you know, on TV? You know, what's going to happen when the, sh- the TV's on mute and somebody's looking at the, at the TV? How are they going to know what the heck's going mm-hmm. on? So, um, yeah, we, you know, it's, it takes a lot of work. You know, you really have to be clever sometimes on things. So it's nice to have teamwork and, uh, you know, one, you know, Three or four heads are better than one. So well, and I bet anybody that's listening yeah. to this can just tune into HSN and just watch them present a variety of different types of products to get some cool ideas about how to market their own product. Yeah, I mean, if you go to like HSN.com, especially like where my you can go to Credible Cleaning under mine and all like under the search bar Credible Cleaning and all of my products will show up. And then of course they have like a little uh, video button. And when you click, you, you see the product, there's a little video button to the left, you click on it and it'll actually show you a demonstration, a live demonstration um, of the, the last time it taped. So yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. I mean, they have a nice website because a lot of the times people miss the shows and they want to like the, they, you know, they see it online and they want to, you know, see the demonstration so you can click on it to see. So it's not, so the products are of course available when they're shown on TV, but they're also available online 24 seven, which is nice. Right. Because years ago before, internet, you had to watch the TV or you missed it, you know? Right. And that's going to bring me to my other question. Now, sometimes I talk to people that want to get on HSN and then they'll, you know, there's might be a group discussion online and people will say, well, you don't really want to be on HSN because they'll just stick you on the 2 a.m. time slot on, you know, Thursday morning. And if you don't sell well, they won't have you on again. What are your thoughts on that? Oh boy. Okay. So yes and no. Um, I've, I've been there, done that. I've had you know, nine o'clock in the morning, I've had 2 a.m., I've had three, I've had five, I'm going to have nine o'clock, you know, uh, next month at night. Thank goodness. Um, you know, the thing with HSN is they'll, they'll rotate you. It'll take a while. Um, so not everybody has the same goal. So you'll have like different selling goals at two in the afternoon than you would two in the morning because they're sensitive and they know, hey, you know, most people aren't, a lot of people aren't up at 2 a.m. More people are up at two, two, you know, in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So um, your goals will be different. Um, they'll give you lower goals, um, but they'll also rotate you in. Uh, so sometimes they might give you like not so good hours, but then what they'll do is to compensate for the, the bad ones, they'll give you a really good one. Um, so they'll kind of even out the playing field. Remember, they have thousands of products and everybody wants those primetime slots. Sure, sure. So, you know, you have to work, you have to work up to it. So it's kind of like anything else, you know, when, when you start new, you're on the bottom of the bottom of the totem pole and you have to kind of you work your way up little by little. Um, but they're sensitive to that. Obviously, I mean, you know, I have an eight o'clock show. I'm going to sell a lot better than I would at 4 a.m. 
Um, so, no, they get, they're, like I said, they're really good like that. They're very sensitive to that. Sometimes you have bombs, but they, you know what, they excuse you. Um, if you keep having bombs like six, seven in a row, then they're like, all right, we have to revisit this. But, I mean, if you have a bomb once in a while, they're, they're, they're okay. They're, they just kind of like say, okay, it was a bad day. Sometimes it's a holiday. It's a summer. People aren't around. So they, they have their widgets, and they, they know, like, you know, where you should be. Right, yeah, what's typical. Even when we have, like, bad days, we still do great. You know, it's so weird. Congratulations for that, by the way. But And it, it all sounds like it was just a straight path to success for you, but I'm sure that's not the case. Can you talk about some of the issues that maybe came up or the, the challenges that you had that maybe didn't go so well? Well, I mean, especially in the beginning, because like I said, and that's why I'm always uh, very, you know, uh, eager to help. Um, the beginning was really hard because you know, I, I, I sent the product to Florida, like a year and a half went by, I called the rep up. I'm like, Hey, what's going on? They have so many products, you know, and they, they can't handle them all at once. So you're really like stuck in a line. So I didn't know anybody on the inside then. I didn't know how to fast track. I was just, I didn't even know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, it was like, you know, I was going in blindly. I mean, now I have friends and it's like, I help them because I'm like, look, you know, you don't have to go through all of those hurdles that I had to just to get my, your product in there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was probably the biggest, the biggest problem was in the beginning because just trying to get it started and trying to get them to like it. Um, but honestly, ever since then, like I said, it's been pretty cool and smooth. Um, like I said, the, the worst was when I was in that boardroom table and I was like, oh, my goodness, <laughs> I, I thought I was going to pass out because I'm like, this is it. You know, um, what am I going to do? Right. Uh, right. And then I started thinking, who am I going to show it to you now? But now I have other companies like seeing and like calling me and saying, Hey, when you're done with HSN, if you ever are, Hey, come over to us. I'm like, wow. You know? So it's kind of like, it's, it's like a job, right? You don't have any experience and no one wants, no one wants to hire you. And then once you get the job and then you get experience, everybody wants to hire you. <laughs> right. You know, it's like kind of like the same. It's crazy. It's like the chicken or the egg. It's like, you don't have experience. It's like, well, how am I supposed to get it? If you don't hire me, that's how I'll get experience. But <laughs> it's like always that, that, that first one that has to give you the chance. It's like the same thing with this. And, um, you know, but like I said, if you have great products, and it's not that hard, and a lot of products do get whisked away. Because the thing is, um, everyone thinks they have the best product in the world, right? Um, I mean, I'm a realist, right? I, I didn't know if I did. I had to really keep testing and testing, and I wasn't going to unleash anything and send it to anybody until I knew for sure. Because I was like, well, I'm just wasting my time. Because if there's something that's better, then what am I doing? Well, they're going to say Because even when I was at the boardroom, and they were asking me, well, what's so special about your product? Like, why should we, why should we have this? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not Merlin the magician, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to make good cleaning products and, and share them with the world. But they really grilled me on, you know, why is it so good and why is it so different? And I had to really show them. I mean, it was like so crazy, all the proof that I had to show. Um, and then, of course, I watched TV and I'm like, sheets? Uh, a two-headed owl ceram- ceramic cookie jar. I'm like, what? I'm like, what were they saying in their boardroom, right? I'm like, what? So there, there's some some products that just get by and you don't know how, uh, but they really put it to me, you know. Uh, but but it was good because, look, they're protecting their customers. They want to make sure that the products that they're selling are good, legitimate, safe products. And um, and I get that, you know. And, and of course, everybody wants that for their customer base. So. What I'm trying to say out there, if you have a product that you really, you know, that you really feel is definitely superb, I mean, better than anything out there, then you have a chance. But if it's just like everything out there, mm, it's not really going to be that impressive. So, you know, like I said, you have to, it's one thing to believe in it, but then you have to be realistic about what you're putting out there, you know? Um, 
So, I mean, that's, that's really the advice that I can give. Uh, and then if you really feel that way, contact me, <laughs> you know, and I'll try to help you out as much as I can. That's really great of you to do that. If people wanted to buy your products, if even if they're just a consumer and then just need it for around the house, where's the best place to go? And then where can they go to find out more about you? Well, uh, the best place right now is to go to hsn.com and in the search bar, you can type in credible cleaning and then all of my products will pop up and then you can buy them at any time. Best way to find about me, I mean, maybe just, uh, you know, find me on Facebook. You can look me up on uh, Martha Stewart's American Made. You know, I'm on your show. People can, you know, listen to, to you um, and hopefully we can have another, you know, interview and maybe down the line to see like where I'm at again, just the progression. But yeah, basically uh, you can look up Incredible. You can go to CredibleProducts.com. There's actually a lot of funny commercials. I'm, I'm in all of them. Um, I make my own commercials. A lot of the things you have to see yourself. So that's actually probably the, the most fun part of my job is getting into character and making really funny commercials. Because I wanted, like, again, my cleaner to be fun and not so serious. A lot of the times you see these cleaning commercials, they're so serious and animated, you know, these, you know, all these different cartoon animations. Eh, I, wanted to do, I wanted to be animated, so I did it on my own. So check it out, CredibleProducts.com. There's like four or five videos on there. I actually have a celebrity on there. Her name is the Pink Lady of Hollywood. She's like my, uh, I'm like her protege. You know, she's uh, like an eight-year-old, like a celebrity out here in California, <laughs> and everyone knows her. Her hair is pink. Her house is pink. Her car is pink. I mean, everything. Her toaster. I've been to her house. It's like unbelievable. Her clothes are pink. She opens the closet. Her toilet paper's pink. It's like totally insane. <laughs> so she's in one of my videos. Yeah, it's, it's like the people you meet, and like, and uh, I call it Hollyweird. You know, I'm in California now. I'm from New York originally, but moving out here is definitely worldly. A lot of characters, and it's it's really been. One heck of a ride, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, Lisa, thanks again for, for sharing your story with us. And that's really amazing at what you were able to accomplish with it all. You know, we wish you all the best and look forward to having you on the show sometime soon. Yeah, thank you. And I wish everyone out there the best. And like I said, pursue your dreams and just go for it. And don't don't let anything or anybody get you down because you only live once and you just not a dress rehearsal. This is it. So you have to do it and just be secure and, and just you know, just be focused and driven and you will, you will, you will make it. That's, that's definitely, everybody wants the American dream, but you can't just sit in the same dead end job doing what you're doing. Cause you're not going to get anywhere. So if you really truly believe in yourself, really just get out, get up and do it. That's what I have to say. That's my advice. And that's all I've got for today. Thank you for listening. If you've got any questions or comments, I've put all the links that we've covered under the show notes posted on theproductstartup.com slash episode 28. So join me next time as I speak with Adam Force. He's the founder of Change Creator, a digital magazine and a premium resource for social entrepreneurship and learning how to build business that positively impacts the world. So tune in next week as we discuss some of the more deeper topics on entrepreneurship and small business. So what other shows and podcasts do you listen to? What do you like about those shows, the guests that are on those shows, or particular qualities that the show host has? I'm always looking to improve on the podcast, so don't hesitate to send me a note by going to theproductstartup.com slash ask. Again, really appreciate the comments that you guys have sent me so far, and I'm always looking to improve on what I put out. So thanks again for joining me today, and I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Product Startup Podcast with your host, Philip Valitza. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit theproductstartup.com. Your guide to getting there. 
Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Product Startup Podcast, the show that teaches you what it really takes to bring your product to market and turn it into a big success. This podcast series is brought to you by Maco Design and Invent, the first firm in North America to provide global caliber end-to-end physical consumer product development to startups, inventors, and small product businesses. If you're looking for product development help on your invention, head over to macodesign.com. That's M-A-K-O design.com for a free consultation from one of Maco Design's four design studios from coast to coast. Thanks for listening and see you next time.